Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful sources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from the quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, a bread if you would, either a sermon, podcast, or video. This week, we introduce ourselves and recommend our first source. With that, my name is Luke Nellison, and I'm from Wisconsin, uh, up there, up in the north. And I went to school uh, in a suburb of Chicago uh, called Wheaton, a small liberal arts Christian school. And my co-host is from North Carolina. His name is Nick McCulloch Bauer. And we actually became friends uh, because I, I moved to North Carolina for a time, but then also we really were quarantining together. Uh, during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Nick, uh, tell us more about yourself. Uh, what did uh, Where did you grow up, Nick? Uh, yeah, well, I grew up in Youngsville, North Carolina, so about uh, 40 minutes outside of downtown Raleigh, so not like super far away, um, but definitely very rural by comparison. Um, homeschooled, grew up, you know, pretty not necessarily super isolated like definitely had a pretty wide circle through um communities like church communities and stuff like that but um then attended nc state and went through their bachelor of social work program there graduated back in 2018 and then i worked for a little while within the refugee resettlement uh programs found in the triangle area which for people that aren't native to north carolina triangle is uh, Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill, because they, you know, make a little triangle. So, yeah, I did that for about a year, and then got laid off due to the pandemic. So here we are now, talking about, you know, alternative ways in which to stay busy in the midst of either existential crisis or whatever have you. I mean, it is a pandemic, so there's quite a bit going on, and a lot of ways to still remain engaged with people uh, regarding thoughtful sources, um, and an age of disinformation. Absolutely. Well, there's a there's a quote that, as uh, Nick and I were talking about this podcast, it just brought up to my mind because Nick and I are not necessarily old and and wise in the traditional sense of the word of you know an elder of a church or a pastor or a whole number of things you might associate with someone who's wise. And there's a sense where just being realistic, you know, we don't have all the life experience that someone who might suggest sources on a, a whole number of things might do, might might have. So we, we do present this with a degree of humility, but and while I was thinking about just that humility, there's this quote that I absolutely love that I came across when I was reading uh, a book called Ghost at a Watchman. It's the sequel to Harper Lee's book, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. I always think Mockingjay because of Hunger Games. They're like, I'll forever get those confused. But this quote is between the main character, Jean Louise, who is a scout from To Kill a Mockingbird, and her uncle, Dr. Finch. And Jean Louise, or, or scout, is really struggling with living in the South where just having extremely strong convictions that are so far separate from her friends and her dad, who she looked up to, who, as readers, we all look up to Atticus Finch. I mean, he's a boss in the first book. Um, because 
she just has different views than than her father and there's just this exchange which i love in a time of differing convictions i think we can all relate to this quote um whether other people need to correct us or we feel like we need to correct others let me go ahead and just share the quote and it, it starts off with dr finch with her uncle the time your friends need you is when they're wrong jean louise they don't need you when they're right and she interrupts what do you mean i mean it takes a certain kind of maturity to live in the south these days you don't have it yet but you have a shadow of the beginnings of it you don't have the humbleness of mind and she cuts him off again i thought fear of the lord was the beginning of wisdom and he responds it's the same thing humility so again you know it starts off with thinking about the time your friends need you is when they're wrong and certainly Nick and I will need you guys when we're wrong. Tell us, tell us what you think. Tell us that we're wrong or that we're right or, or whatever. You know, we got a Instagram and we have got an email that you can send things to us. Um, but there's, there's this, when he equates the, really the, the meat of the quote that really struck me was when the uncle says, it's the same thing referring to the fear of the Lord and humility because growing up reading Proverbs, there's really the kind of the crux of the book of Proverbs is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think a lot of us, um, and, and I'd love to hear what you think about this, Nick, because I think when I grew up, I always heard people explain the fear of the Lord as having an awe and respect for God, which I think makes sense. I, I don't think that's wrong, but I do also think part of it may genuinely be just fear um like the sense of and even even if you're not a christian like the sense of in reality we don't have control um and i know i mean i know different authors talk about it different ways like ernest becker talks about the fear of death or the denial of death is the name of his book um and i don't think the fear of the lord the sense of just fear is the sum of wisdom but for it to be the beginning of wisdom when he equates it with humility makes so sen- so much sense to me this idea of oh i i don't know everything i don't have control over reality i don't have control over whatever i believe to be a higher power or being in this universe um and so to respond with humility to say i don't know i can't control things makes sense to me as a beginning point um, but nick I, i'd love to hear what if you've heard any uh pastors or or illustrations given in the past about the fear of the Lord or just how you've thought of it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you're just sitting there like, Oh yeah, humility, fear of the Lord. That already made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, obviously it totally made so much more sense. Um, well, I feel like there's, there's something to be learned, especially in the midst of like suffering. Um, Cause when I think about fear of the Lord and like humility, um, like as you were talking about those things and those topics, um, instantly, like, the story of, like, Job came to mind, particularly with, like, his previous conceptions as to why he was suffering, um, or even, like, why his friends were suffering. Like, there's something there to be had when, at the most pivotal moment, he discovers, oh, you know, my Lord, my God, and, like, he repents because he realizes, like, the magnitude of who God is. Um, and so there's something about that particular passage and how, like, when he realizes who God is and like how just awesome 
he is there's something that changes in him that realizes like oh like my previous conceptions of what i thought to be true the control i had in the knowledge that i had has been altered as a result and so now my subsequent response is to follow the feet of the presence of god essentially so i think that's like that was always for me something and maybe just within the last year or so particularly during the pandemic when like we think of control as something um innate to either being american or even being a christian in some sense like we do have sometimes an idea that there's like a monopoly on control and then the pandemic throws everything to the wind and you see oh actually there's something to be said about how we don't actually have control and the humility that kind of stems from that almost sense of existentialism now that's that's interesting thinking about the word control actually i was actually talking about this with a couple of friends last night um we were talking about control and it was it was actually in regards to substances and i think like i've, I've been asked by some friends in the past like what, what do christians think about substances like like drugs or alcohol and typically the way i've understood it is i don't think the bible is anti-alcohol i think it's anti-drunkenness in the sense that when you give up your presence of yourself the presence of your like being able to think clearly or other things control is a good thing so it's interesting because in one sense you know this idolatry of control where we try to control everything we don't want any uncertainty in life it's easy to see where oh that doesn't that doesn't really seem like a good thing when we're trying to be literally saying jesus is the king of our lives but yeah i don't know that like any control is bad either but i don't know that's just kind of a random tangent but i guess that's what kind of what podcasts are for (laughs) i think so well also like i mean it ties in well in that like the resource that you were bringing to our attention um deals with kind of the control and self-preservation that um a lot of us feel you know it's kind of implicit to the history of I guess America to some degree, or at least American Christianity. Um, and so, I don't know, I found the the resource that you shared to be really good. And if you don't mind talking more about that, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing segue. Um, so the, the source this week that we're recommending is actually a sermon by a pastor in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, his name is... Uh, Scott Cunningham or Father Scott Cunningham because he's in the Anglican tradition. Um, Father Scott is actually starting a a series on politics and this is the second sermon of I believe there's six or I'm not sure if there's more or not but he actually only the first two are currently out if you will. (laughs) The first two have been preached. I believe he actually just had a baby so he was off for two weeks from preaching but I know I believe he's coming back but anyway the sermon that we're recommending is called nationalist or anarchist and before i actually give any of my thoughts i want to actually bring what i would call a co-listener in this podcast again we're recommending sources to you but um if you would like to be a co-listener which is basically this term i'm making up for someone who gets to hear the source before the podcast then i get their feedback and i share it with you so Kristen from utah has said so i've listened to a lot of it um i do think he is correct 
that we are way too close to both political parties um, because I agree that we are so often tempted to believe that our salvation, our security, our sense of belonging, our culture as we know it is dependent on the right person. Uh, she put right in quotations, like someone who we say is right, but perhaps, well, I won't elaborate too much. It's her quote, the right person being in office instead of remaining steadfast to Jesus and his kingdom reality. And then she also adds, and I think he is right that we need to learn to separate the kingdom reality from our government reality. Um, so as you probably picked up on from Kristen's quote, uh, the pastor's talking about uh, how we as Christians, it's important that we remain with some distance between us and the political parties, both Democrat and Republican, or whatever political sphere we're in. Obviously, Nick and I are in America, so that's the that's what we're talking about right now. And he talks about that because of the need to have be able to have a prophetic voice. And what Nick was talking about with control, uh, or at least think you can tell me, Nick, tell us if tell us if I understand what you're saying. But this idea that we often go to politics to try and control our realities, social or or economic or political power, just all those things. But yeah, I, the reason why I'm suggesting this sermon really is, I think it's a great start to thinking about like with this podcast, thinking about theology, thinking about politics, thinking about all sorts of things, just as Nick and I are thinking about them. And the way this, this pastor addresses politics and bringing theology to it is really done amazingly well. I think there's often a temptation from the pulpit, which I mean, I would, if I were a pastor, I would, I would be there with him. There's often a, a temptation for pastors to either just not talk about things or to just take a really hard angle on something. And I was just really excited when I heard this first sermon. And I'm also excited to recommend it to you because there's going to be more. He's coming out with some more. But uh, that's enough of what I think about it. Tell me, uh, did you have any thoughts you wanted to, you wanted to give people as a trailer, uh, Nick? Just thinking about this thing as we recommend it? Oh, as a trailer, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, as we talk about control, there's something to be said also, um, and, like, it depends on what, you know, tradition you're from or whatever, but the term, you know, allegiances or affections and the way in which those can be, in many ways, misaligned towards, you know, things that are good, but things that ultimately should not have, again, ultimately, the authority in our lives and the way in which we're dictating um, how we live as Christians in either the public sphere or just in our day-to-day -day life um, as we engage with neighbors and uh, other people in our community. Um, so I thought like his comparison particularly towards um, the different allegiances that people had in the first century among you know various you know Pharisees or Sadducee air quote you know denominations was very interesting in that he paralleled it to how like the modern day we have different divisions as well um, and how, how those can be very, or potentially harmful to, like we said, prophetic voice, um, when we have allegiances that are placed towards something that is earthbound or earth, kingdom of the earth or kingdom of man versus like kingdom of heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, uh, instead of giving you too much of the trailer, we, uh, of course want you to go and listen to this sermon by father scott um to get you those resources we'll put them in the show notes or i think, I think that's what they're called the the notes of the show the show notes to give you those recommendations and 
uh, finally just as we're wrapping up this first first episode i just want to thank you guys for giving us a a, a try listen to uh, our thoughts on these things we hope to hear or i guess we hope that you hear us next week uh the next episode we'll be talking about the evangelical jedi council so thanks for joining us and we'll talk with you guys next week <laughs>